Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of That Creative Life, an hour of escapism. Um, I hope you're doing okay. Today we have some of my favorite people on the YouTube platform and just all around awesome, creative, productive, successful humans. They have been on YouTube for over 10 years. Can you believe that? I'm pretty sure they started at the age of like 15 or 16. We'll we'll get into that in today's uh, podcast, but they both have over 1 million subscribers and they're also twins. It's Shelby and Monica Church. I have been such a fan of them for a while and what makes their videos amazing is they're not just YouTube videos. They really tell a story. I, I've compare them to like mini documentaries, basically every single video they post. Um, and I first learned of Monica when she started her millennial life crisis vlogs. Um, and, and now they have a podcast called Mill- millennial life crisis. So we get into that and it was just super fun to chat with them and all of their links will be in the description below. And I'm actually going to just read off some of their latest titles of their videos. Cause I think you can get a good idea of what their channels are. And it's just, it's really good, really intriguing stuff. And uh, if you're a YouTuber or curious about video, I think their titles are some of the best in the game. People always ask me about thumbnails, titles, search engine optimization, and I really don't have anything uh, super great to to tell them other than maybe, hey, go check out Shelby and Monica Church's YouTube channels because they got titles down. <laughs> so Shelby, let's just read off uh, latest four videos from Shelby what it's like to live on a $600 per month boat in Los Angeles. Is this 400 square foot tiny house the future of housing? What $1,500 per month gets you in LA versus Hawaii? And seven things I wish I knew before I got a Tesla Model 3. So I think that's pretty explanatory of kind of the types of videos Shelby makes and then uh, some titles and most recent videos from Monica. Uh, I bought an Airstream tiny home project inside the new Amazon Go cash uh, cashierless, excuse me, grocery store, the number one travel hack of 2020, how anyone can get 50% off hotels, what they don't tell you about buying your first home. All things super intriguing, right? You're like, hey, I might ditch this podcast and go check out their YouTube channel. Well, you can do that after. So excited to have them on and thank you so much Skillshare for sponsoring this podcast. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes where you can explore and learn new skills like UI, UX design, photography, and animation. You can start your two-month free trial of the premium membership and explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash that creative life let's get in to the pod welcome to that creative life Hi, my name is Sarah Dici and I am your host. I talk with artists, YouTubers, CEOs, and everyone in between. I hope this podcast helps you live your best creative life. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of That Creative Life. We have some repeat guests on, but they're together now. They're twins. They're amazing YouTube powerhouses, and they have a new podcast called The Millennial Life Crisis. It is Shelby and Monica Church. Welcome. Hello. Thanks. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is so exciting because I've I've been... um, doing chill podcasts for the past few weeks because of all of the things happening in the world. So this is my first official Zoom remote interview. So I'm glad it's you guys. So if anything messes up, you know, I won't feel too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's low risk. We're not going to get mad at each other or waste each other's time too much. Exactly. Um, so first of all, let's just start with a, how are you guys doing? 
like creating content during this time, it's a double-edged sword because it's, we can still do our jobs, hashtag blessed, right? But at the same time, I'm not feeling as creative <laughs> as I usually do, you know? Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. how are you guys yeah. doing? Pretty good in terms of making videos. I feel like at the beginning of this whole thing, I still had some footage from months ago I hadn't used. So I was like, okay, I can use up this video. Like I filmed a boat tour in November of my friend's boat. <laughs> but now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm running out of stuff for real now. Like didn't, I was good for a couple months, but I am sort of like, oh, the video I uploaded this last week wasn't, I didn't feel like it was my best, but I don't know. It's nice that you have a, back catalog though so uh, how often will you film something and then edit it a month later not super often i feel like i usually end up shooting it within the same week and uploading it but so when i've done a couple videos where i've gone to a different city to do la versus new york mm -hmm. apartment prices or whatever right so when i go there i'll record a few people's places so i have some i still haven't used to match up with other ones so that's usually like the boat one i just randomly had and initially oh, nice. I, I didn't love the footage like i thought i didn't shoot it that well so i was like maybe i won't upload this but then this happened and i was like you know what whatever <laughs> i have to now yeah and monica are you with your parents or are you in your home? Cause your parents live in Seattle, right? And you now live in Seattle as well. So I've been I guess like can... flip flopping around. Like yeah. today I'm at my house in Seattle, but I don't know. I, I've been going to my parents' house a lot mm -hmm. just cause it's fun to be around them too. Yeah. So I would say I'm at my parents' house like 70% of the time yeah. in my house, like 30% of the time, yeah. but I, I should stay at my house more because I'm way more productive here. Yeah. Whereas there, I'm like, I'm so lazy. It's like Christmas break. Oh my God, time. that's why I haven't gone back. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I was in Texas for two months. And the first few, yeah, so the first two weeks where we like did the quarantine because we wanted to be responsible, right, was just awful. We were in like a really dark, yeah. dingy hotel. I can't believe you stayed in a hotel. I saw that Wait, and I was like, how what? are you? Yeah, well, yeah, because we wanted you know, we didn't want to come from New York to Texas to my like 50 year old parents. We just wanted to be sure we didn't have anything. That is um, actually really smart. smart. Yeah. So we're fine, but I wasn't productive then. So I was like, okay, for sure. Once I get to my parents' house, I'll be productive. But then, you know, John came with me too. There's five people on top of each other the entire time. All of a sudden you revert back to being a kid. We had like, why are you in the refrigerator at 9 PM? Go to bed, you know? So that was an interesting experience. So now after two months of being insanely unproductive i'm ready yeah. oh yeah that's oh good cool. you're like reset <laughs> i've been cool. having days where i'm just an absolute piece of trash and i don't do anything except like i'll sit on my computer all day and go on dwell.com which has these beautiful Wait, houses and i'll just and work on your airstream <laughs> I'll, I'll just dream about all these things i want to do and do absolutely nothing in reality and then i'll feel so horrible about my useless day that the next day i Oh, I totally feel that. Okay, so you just mentioned so many things that I want to talk to you all about because I, I feel like we we overlap a lot on, you know, real estate, Monica and Shelby, both of you have 
gone in your first foray into real estate with that Seattle um, townhouse, which which is beautiful. Congrats, guys. So Monica, what? you're living in it. Shelby, you went in with it with her, but you're not living there yet. Or like, are you going to maybe one day? Is it just an investment for you? Like, what is it for you? Yeah, I think of it just as an investment. So Monica lives in it, but then the other two roommates pay that part of the mortgage. So it's like mm-hmm. we may as well have bought a nicer place, especially because Monica really liked that place. So fun fact, I didn't even tour it at all before. I didn't see it in person until we already put an offer and everything. Because I trust Monica's judgment so similar to my pressure, Monica. with that. Uh, yeah, I knew she'd like it though. Yeah. But I was like, but, I'm not yeah. going to live in it most likely ever. And the area was really good and the price, like everything. I was like, okay, like we've done a good amount of research had toured a bunch of places. So I was like, I feel good about this. And I don't think I would have been able to qualify for it on my own technically with like, I don't know how you qualify for houses and stuff. Well, yeah, you don't have to answer with specific numbers, but I am curious, what is, and again, New York and Seattle, oh, I'm sure it's different, but- I've talked about like how much, I'll tell you. Okay, okay, great, yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, we're pretty open about numbers. Cool, that, I mean, I mm-hmm. love that. And that's why yeah. y'all's videos, I think people really enjoy them because there's a level of transparency, right? And people want to mm-hmm. get to the real. So yeah. how much- do you have to have to prove that you can pay your mortgage? Because of course there's the 10 to 20% down payment, but, and I know they look at things like employment and uh, you know, your credit score, yada, yada, yada. But do they have to look at your bank account and say you have an X amount? Oh yeah. They look at on hand. What is that number? That's actually something that happened. Okay. Well, so it's kind of still a mystery to me. Like I don't know for sure that kind of number or anything. But one of the things that happened for us was um, like a couple days before the closing of it, we had moved the, I think it was like 70 or $80,000 for the down payment. We did mm-hmm. like 10% oh, down. 10%. We moved that to our personal accounts. And so then in our business account, there was like not nearly as much left. And that um, was the problem. They didn't understand that. Was and the and they, Yeah, they didn't realize that we had moved any money. They thought that the money we had in our, we probably had, I don't know, like $100,000 in it or something like that um, after taking that money out. So then they thought, oh my gosh, you have $100,000. If you take $70,000 out, you're only going to have $30,000 left. We wouldn't let you do that. So So you can't like go house broke or like drain your whole account. Right. Um, You have to have like a good surplus. But then when we were like, no, no, we already took that out. They were like, oh, you're chilling. Yeah. Man, see, so I'm, I I feel like I'm going through a similar thing because, you know, I have John to split things with. Um, and it's, it's always something where New York, like we love New York, but we're fully aware that it won't be, even if it is a forever thing, we're probably not going to be here for our entire lives. There's going to be some stints in between of either LA or Texas or what have you. LA, but I, I, I love that. Seattle, come to Seattle. <laughs> come to Seattle. <laughs> Just um, gotta throw it in there. Be a random one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I love to visit LA, but oh, just like I can't see myself living there just forever. But he's a skater boy, right? So that's exactly I know. how I feel about New York. Okay, I'm like it's super fun to here yeah. now during a pandemic. Yeah, oh, it's such I've a good considered time. You could moving probably get a good like lease a price. Year. 
Like, I think I could do a year there and it could be really fun. Come hang out and talk about that. We want you and our our podcast episode, we want you to pitch us on why we should move to New York. Okay, you ready, guys? You ready for this? Well, so many things have changed because of, you know, what's happening. However, I will say, I really think New York in the next year is going to be still New York, you know, the restaurant bar scene might not be as hot, but you're not going to have as many tourists. So I really think the people who are here, the locals, I think we're going to be able to kind of enjoy New York to ourselves for a year. It seems, it seems like it. Um, hopefully the skate parks and things open back up. So John doesn't go insane. Um, but it's one of those things where I think it's the people, it's the energy, it's the city. If you're, I'm obsessed with buildings. So buildings are my mountains. When I went to Iceland, I went there for 10 days. After three days, I was like, this is sick. I got my pictures. When do we leave? (laughs) Mm. Just not about the mountains. I'm more of a mountain gal. Okay, see? Okay, so you have to have that self-awareness, right? You have to know what inspires you. For me, I really love people and buildings. So, and I love the lifestyle. Like I rode my super 73 bike to the office today. That was awesome. It was a 12 minute bike ride, literally over Manhattan bridge. So you see all of the city, like that's my every day. And so it just, it keeps me inspired. It's fun. And I say when you're young, when you're in your twenties, you have to at least spend a year here. Are you kidding me? I know. I keep thinking about that. And I'm like, each year goes by and I'm like, if I ever want to do it, now's the time. Now is the time. I'm going to do this. And I think like, I don't think I'd regret it. One of my best friends. If I didn't like it, I'd just leave. Yeah. Tell me she's moving to New York, New York. And I'm like really excited about it. From Seattle? Yeah. And it's just different when it's someone that like, isn't a YouTuber. And you're like, wait, what? Why? What does she do? Um, her boyfriend got into some med school there. Oh, nice. So well, hey, weird. you'll have to introduce me. Yeah. Wait, she's is it cool. Mary Margaret? Yeah, Mary Margaret. Oh, she is? Cool. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah, well, that just awesome. makes me go. And I was thinking about her life, and I was like, there is kind of, like, an amount of time, and this is kind of that window of time, because yeah. you also have to think about, like, your parents and being away from them as they're getting older, mm-hmm. and, like, one and day you're going to have to take of care like, of them. Well, yeah, and the guilting of, like, when you have kids, you can't be across the whole the entire country. And it's just like... Like okay. now's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Not um, too old. They're chilling. Yeah. That's that's one of the things, you know, because I really enjoyed y'all's videos about that process, and it was so intriguing. Because I think we're in we're in our twenties. A lot of people aren't thinking about buying houses, but it's always in the back of your mind. And I I'm so obsessed. And I say this all the time. I grew up watching the HGTV shows, even though that even though that my parents were in the same house for 20 years, we would always go to open houses on Sundays. We would like go to church, go to lunch, go to go see a house. And as a kid, I hated it. But we would see oh, how we would go. To open oh, I would two be hours. obsessed with so by the time I got to high school, I was like, okay, wait, this is actually like a lot of fun. Are we going to go see the expensive million dollar houses in South Lake, mom and dad? Let's go do that. Ooh, yeah. I did that no, right before so the fun. quarantine. Me and my roommate yeah. went and looked at some like million dollar uh, condos that were not even that cool in Santa Monica. In LA? And we were oh. like, uh, well, your, yeah. money, your money doesn't go very far in Santa Monica. Let's be honest. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's so, ex- it's like Santa Monica is as expensive as New York. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So since it's, I guess, public knowledge, how much was your three story house? Yeah. 
three-story townhouse, um, 1,300 square feet was, it was $770,000. Okay. Which is like, and then I've seen your Instagram stories and stuff, and I assume it's around your house. Like, it looks beautiful. Oh my God. It's like the best neighborhood in Seattle. Not to brag, but... It, well, you can see the, um, the the water needle. What's the what's your what's your building that everyone Space Needle Space Needle. There you go. Oh no, yeah. yeah. And it's you similar. can't. Oh yeah. Well, I, I always like, walk to an area okay. where you can see it. Okay. So I don't have that view. view. That would be that sick would be though. Right. Really One cool. day, maybe. So, do you have? So now that you've been in it for six months. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. a little over six months. What but it feels thoughts? like forever. Yeah. Do you have any regrets? Is there anything that's like, oh, okay, oh yeah. man, I'm paying like so much more interest than I thought, but I have to remind myself that it goes down over time or like, dang, that, that down payment made me less liquid. I kind of, you know, like what, right, right. tell me six months after. Yeah. Um, no regrets on getting it at all. It's great. It's funny because now being a homeowner, like it doesn't feel any different from renting literally right. at all. So that's, that's kind of funny to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't feel like I have some power over everything at right. all. It just, it feels pretty normal because I'm not doing any crazy renovations, you know? Right. Yeah. That would, right. that would make it feel like. I have one regret with it to okay. share. Ooh. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that since we only put down 10% and we could have put down 20, but we're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Let's like keep this just in case, you know, right. like mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen when you're doing YouTube and everything. Um, so if you only put down 10%, you have to pay each month for mortgage insurance. And then you can just pay the other 10% to stop paying that. But I didn't realize you have to get it appraised again, which is another yeah, you couple to, thousand dollars, I think. Uh, and just kind of a hassle. So wait, so because you did 10% mortgage insurance is something you have to have because of that instead of a that's weird because by paying 10%, you have more cash on hand though. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely weird, but I, yeah, I don't know. But now we can like pay off the other bit, but it's like, oh, now we have to waste like $2,000 getting it appraised again. Right. Right. And also mm-hmm. in a quarantine, can we get it appraised again? Like, right. kind of weird. Well, I think that, you can. So do you think, and again, you never know, right? But are you, have you guys entered this time being like, oh man, maybe if I waited one more year, I could have gotten like a hella discount. Or is everyone good in Seattle? Like they're not leaving. I've in Seattle. Into that so much. Oh, what? Oops. I accidentally, ah, sorry. I accidentally hit Siri. Um, I have this new computer. Oh, what is it? Why? Why is it doing that? Press escape. No, in Seattle, it, it doesn't really seem like oh, that being of a deal i mean there's like four houses that went for sale on my street like within the last week it's kind of crazy but they're all like normal prices and stuff so it's definitely yeah yeah but i i have thought about oh like what if i could have gotten a better deal whatever if i waited lower i've also thought about like Mm -hmm. i was before this i was in this house with these four other girls and i was so cramped and i would have gone freaking crazy probably and um i like this house so much that I know, and it's kind of a little gem. I feel like I got lucky yeah. with the where, where it is and everything. You went on if the it, I would have waited. So I wouldn't have found. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we, we've kind of been in the mindset of like, we'll just rent until we're like older and a house makes sense with maybe kids or something. But now that all of this is happening and I feel like people are leaving New York in like a mass exodus. I'm like, you know what? I don't think it would hurt 
to get a deal on a condo that's like, you know, in Brooklyn. So you're not paying, get this guys, in Manhattan, even if you can get like a deal on a, a deal on a condo, the HOA fees per month. So not even talking about taxes, but just HOA are going to be at least $2,000 a month. That's insane. So what's the point? What? In LA, I I see three to 500 is pretty common. And even that, I'm like, oh my God. That was like, to me, the biggest selling point of our townhouse in Seattle. No HOA. Because it's yours. No HOA. Wow. Some townhouses do though. Yeah. A lot of townhouses do, but that one didn't. And I was like, wow. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. In Seattle, the HOA price is more like, oh my God, what the... why does Siri keep going off? Why? Siri, chill. Uh, in Seattle, the HOA fee is more like five hundred dollars a month. Okay. Maybe like a thousand at the highest, but yeah, two thousand dollars. Yeah, no. So I started getting so depressed because I'm like, okay, if we're gonna send it, let's full send it. Let's get something in Manhattan that maybe we can like, even if we're traveling or maybe living somewhere else, we can always come back to. Um, but the HOA fees just make no sense because you're throwing away so much money. So it's it's weird because once you the HOA doesn't really change the more expensive it is because everyone's kind of paying their fair share for the building. You so, may as well go for like a $5 million. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like the $2,000 isn't a big deal to people who are buying five to $10 million condos. But when you're buying a $1 million condo, it's just, it just seems ridiculous, right? right? Mortgage kind of, yeah. Exactly. So we started because, you know, we live in Brooklyn now. So we started looking at um, like cute neighborhoods around that are a little bit, a little bit more like residential, but it's still, um, you know, New York um, and it's still off of subways and stuff. And Brooklyn, it's more around like 300 to 500 a month for HOA. Um, and it's been fun looking. And you yeah, get these fun little emails. Springs place. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we want to get a house in Palm Springs. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm sorry that I've hijacked this conversation to be completely oh, no, about it real was estate, fun. but I it's I, so no. I wanna the last thing I wanna know are, are is this like a part of y'all's master plan? Like having these places, you know, you mentioned Palm Springs. Is that is that the next place to conquer? Is it gonna be like an Airbnb? Palm Springs next. Okay. It's gonna be an Airbnb. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, so Palm Springs or Monica, do you want to talk about it? No, you, you can go. You can okay. Go. Basically, you would think that I would want to buy a place in LA, right? Right. But right. here, there's just, I look all the time and it'll be a condo for like a million dollars with yeah. no windows. And then, and then when you're in California, you don't really want a condo. No. Yeah. I no. want a yard. You like want a backyard. I yeah. Totally. And I don't And it's like the rent prices are like cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rent prices are. Like, so I have roommates and I don't hate living with roommates. Like I, I like my roommates. I've never had like a roommate horror story. So if I, if I really wanted to live alone, then I would definitely feel like I'm wasting my money on the rent. But when you live with roommates, it's actually not too bad. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't have an area that I'm obsessed with that I'd be like, yeah, I want to commit to this for five years in LA unless it had Mm -hmm. a yard I, I look on Zillow all the time, and I've only found one place that I would actually even want to put an offer on, like one yeah. in three months. Yeah. And it went; it was gone the next day. Like it was so beautiful. It had a rooftop deck. I was like, oh, need it. But so the idea is Palm Springs instead, because you can mm-hmm. actually make quite a bit off of a, a vacation rental, except yeah. right now. <laughs> Although yeah. I've been looking on Airbnb, and people are still posting stuff, renting them, and, yeah. Really? 
Yeah, and people... Well, if you think not, about it, they're probably thinking, okay, I need to get out of LA for a little bit. Let's go somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. space, right? I, I swear all my friends are like wanting to go to Palm Springs right now. Interesting. Yeah, because... It, well, they came out and there. said that the, like the virus doesn't live on like surfaces, so I feel like it's fairly safe to go do that kind of thing now. Right. To an extent. Right. I mean, if you're going well, it's up more, it's a more, Yeah, it's more prevalent by the air droplets and by being around people who have it. Yeah. Right, right. Less surfaces. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. Palm yeah. Yes. So our and, idea... Oh, no, tell or, me. Yes. Our idea, like, what we'd want to do is if we can find the perfect one right now that needs a bit of work... So we can flip it, like, oh, and then the make kitchen. content about it. Exactly. Yes, make content you can about pay it. For it by making the content. Mm-hmm. Make content Dude, about yeah. how much it makes on Airbnb. Oh, and, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just have a place in Palm Springs, which would be awesome. See, yeah, it's I'm pretty important to me because I live in Seattle where there's only 70 days of sun a year. That's why I'm like, I want to go there. Palm Springs, also, it's like this beautiful mid century oasis. It's so yeah. easy. The airport, it's like you take like a 10 minute Uber ride into wherever wow. you need to go from the airport. It's how, like the easiest place to How long of a drive be. from LA? It's two hours. Oh, okay, Sometimes like bad. an hour 40. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. See, it's just a cool place. The car. Yeah, I love all the fixer-upper stuff, but yeah. I love watching it. I don't know if I could actually do it. And Monica, you just bought an Airstream. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. kind of doing the first Well, that round. was the idea. I was like, I need to try it on like something not like a freaking house or you're taking right. out a big loan. Right. So like, okay, I'm doing this Airstream where it's like, you know, fully bought myself. Right. You know, you don't owe any money to anyone. Let's see how I like actually the design process and if it's all it's That's a good up idea. To be a, mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. idea. So how is it so far? So far it's pretty good. Right now my dad is doing a lot of stuff on it. Honestly, we kind of have our roles. Like he's the logistics guy okay. and I'm like mm-hmm. the design one. So are you guys and, sharing it so your your parents can take it out when they want to? Yeah. I figure like I would never take that thing out alone anyways. So <laughs> I mean cool. Well the idea is yeah. maybe it'll end up on a Palm Springs property. Yeah. Oh what you guys are yeah. so it could be its little Airbnb too. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that and content and, and for, cause I'm always like, Ooh, I need to do a fixer upper and then make videos about it. Cause I've made so much New York videos that do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I actually have to do anything around our apartment, I'm like, Oh, the reason why I love living in an apartment is I can just like call the super and it's mm-hmm. fixed. Right. So yeah. I'm still bouncing. And then again, you know, I'm looking at these condos and I'm only looking at the new builds i'm totally ignoring the advice of like look at foreclosures and the things that need to be fixed up foreclosures kind of scare me but right i mean they kind of it's like okay what happened here yeah Yeah. like um yeah um, but with i think it's safe to say like a foreclosure would get any of us in over our heads right maybe our dads would be like right for sure well i think think it's good that we have self-awareness that hey we have a job it's youtube Mm -hmm. if anything is going to get in the way of making videos it's not going to be worth it Mm -hmm. but if you can make content out of it exactly hey my foreclosure horror story no (laughs) (laughs) no which y'all are so good at and i want to touch base on some of the videos that you guys have been doing because it's so funny you're you know you're twins. You've, you've been doing YouTube 
Like, which is new to Sarah as of... Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, I think I mentioned this once before, but I thought, I literally thought for some reason they were just really close sisters, or maybe it's fraternal twins. Uh For some reason, and maybe it's because I've hung out with you guys, so you just seem different to me. I love that, though, because so many people are like, oh, you guys are twins. Like, do you think the same thing? And you're over here like, wait, you're but twins? That was, what? That was pretty Refreshing. embarrassing, though. I don't think so. I'm like, I actually I completely it. forgot about it until now. So thanks yeah. for So for the audience, me. I legit had a moment where I didn't know that they were identical twins. And it was a moment, and now we're past it. Wait, but, was that yeah. just in Montana? I feel Yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. very recent. Yeah. Was. Man, that's so funny. Oh, sorry. My um, dog just barked. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even hear him. Oliver. Wait, did I know that you have a dog? Yeah, I have a dog. It was my latest millennial life crisis splurge. Oh, man, I love it. Okay, what's yeah. the of that? You know, you know what's hard about this? I really, truly want to just catch up with you guys. I know. <laughs> this right. is so I'm fun. Like, we could talk like, all day. I know. I'm like, okay, actionable uh, advice for the audience. But I'm like, how are you guys? I know. We're just like chit-chatting. <laughs> Hopefully it turns out good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, yeah. So I imagine you spent a great deal of time with each other and sharing YouTube secrets, both having the same job, you know, being connected in a way. But you're you're living in different places, Seattle and LA, and your, your videos really are different. Um, Mm -hmm. and you have collectively hit this stride, which is so cool. I mean, I was just looking over y'all's, um, channel and I had this, I had this moment maybe two years ago or three years ago, Monica, when I was just binging millennial life crisis vlogs, that's how Mm. I found you with your vlogs. And I was, I was like, who is this chick? This is so fun. They were more in their prime then. Uh, Well, (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was so compelling and you know you were like looking for a job and i just yeah. i was so sucked into it and then now shelby with your videos i'm like so sucked into yours now because i know in the previous years you know you've tried different stuff um but now it's just hitting hitting me like oh my gosh i'm interested in every single one of these videos um and you're both doing really well so i want you mm-hmm. So much pressure. No, I'm kidding. Well, tell me about the process of like reinventing yourself, both of you, because Mm -hmm. you've, you've done, you know, it was like in the beginning, makeup, back to school, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. It was vlogging. It was, you know, now uh, a lot of the stuff that you guys make is like mini documentaries, you know? Um, Yeah. I just love documentaries. Talk about that. Yeah. That's like a compliment. Like, thank you. That's how I want it to feel. Yeah, of course. Monica, do you want to start? How did you? Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, it was like, I was 21, I think maybe 22. I was living in LA and I had realized that it wasn't really there. It just wasn't a good fit. I think I was overwhelmed by the city. I just felt like I wasn't really belonging. And every time I go back to Seattle, like it just felt right. I was happier. I got, I just got along with the people there, all these things. And, you know, I was at the time just making like makeup videos, little sketch type videos, like little tween content, you know, (laughs) and started y'all started at 16, right? Yeah, like 14. or uh, 14. Like, honestly, yeah, I mean, like, I think I made my first video I was 13. Whoa, it's been a, a little young, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was like being, I just realizing, oh my gosh, 
I have hit a, I've hit the ceiling with this. Mm-hmm. And I never really connected with my audience ever because I didn't care about what I was making at all. I just kind of did it because it was popular and driven by views and all those things. And I was 100% just not even myself. I was just being like, hey guys, like meh, just not being me at all. Mm-hmm. And I just got so sick of it. I was like, I need to be myself now. And I had known for like probably a year that I wasn't really loving LA. And I kept going back and forth to Seattle. Like I would go back like every other week, just a lot. And then I kind of just took a chance and was like, I want to try and maybe get a real job because that's been something that I've always felt. I always felt with YouTube and being your own boss, like you're not, you could not be living up to your full potential. And I hate that feeling. Like I want to be doing my absolute best work, but it's kind of impossible if you don't have someone like pushing you to be better. So that's why I wanted to get a job. So basically I just flew to Seattle and did this interview and was like, you know what? I, I should record this. And I, it, I was just being myself. I was chilled out. I was mellow. You know, I'd like cry or like, you know, just be myself. And on, I honestly never did that before. Cause I thought no one wanted to see that. Mm. And I put up the video, I was like, whatever, I don't even care, it's not going to do well. And it like, it did so well. Those vlogs were getting like 50,000 views off the bat. Mm -hmm. And I was so surprised people are engaged. And it's kind of sad to say, but I just thought people didn't want to see the real me. Hmm. Because back then, I feel like five years ago, people no one was being themselves and it's yeah. so cool Everyone now you see all those that. yeah you see all those like that. tiktokers now or anyone now mm-hmm. everyone really is just i mean emma chamberlain's kind of the epitome of yeah she's just Cel- being herself. celebrating weirdness don't have to mm-hmm. like hey look at this zit you know yeah and it really i feel like was not like that before it was like right. put on this act and act like you're perfect right. yeah. so that's how it started for me and the reinventing process. Yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. and one one more question, and I can cut this out if something happens that you can't talk about on camera. Mm-hmm. But what happened to the gymnastics flipping up? Oh, flipping out? Yeah. Flipping well, out. that yeah. so that just well that gym actually closed. Okay. Well, yeah, and I Okay, yeah, so it was drama, drama that involved them, and so you just decided to take down everything? Because I literally was talking to John, and he was talking about content for a second channel, and I was like, John, you know what you need to watch? Monica Church's Flipping Out series. It was so good. because Oh, I privated the whole out. channel. Could you not find it? I couldn't. Oh. Girl, I couldn't find anything, and I was so... Well, yeah. It's because well, YouTube, after YouTube weird about kids now. got all the kids stuff, I was like, oh. I'm going to private this whole channel, because there was a bunch of kids on it, and like... I don't want any liabilities. I'm just going to be done with this. Did you get yeah. in trouble with parents? Did no, you? we never got in trouble. The parents were so chill, actually, but I was afraid of, you know, parents coming after me. And that ultimately was part of it. I was like, there's so many working parts involved in this that I don't know if I really want to get into it right now. Okay. It started as like a passion and it's so fun. And I still like sometimes think like maybe my destiny is I should just own a gymnastics gym and make a YouTube channel okay. there and like, Monica, can we talk about how zeitgeisty you were, how all of that was popping right before the Netflix cheer documentary? Dude, I know. I knew that cheer documentary. I I was watching Mm -hmm. that and I was like, Monica should have made this. Literally, I know, I know. there should be a gymnastics I, version. Of I it. could yeah. make a gymnastics one if I could get my hands on like the top gyms or like one right. to follow. If one there actually down. is a documentary coming out about 
the top gymnast and all all the stuff that went down with that oh, oh yeah that doctor, yeah but all okay that that's important but i also yeah. want to like move past it and like but i mean not brush over it but like have that content but also have new content like following these like right. new gymnasts and, but did, did both yeah. of you guys do gymnastics so that yeah yeah where that came from because it was i man i you it was just so good I mean, I, I could care less about gymnastics, but I was watching those and like the story and the way you did it. Um, and yeah, yeah I tried to just, keep it intimate. Like I would purposely yeah. give them a vlog camera and tell them like, yeah. Hey, you go off on your own and like feel okay by yourself talking. Yeah. Cause it's there's super just, there's hard such working a with kids though. Yeah. 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 Like, it is so hard. And for the yeah. people who don't know what we're talking about, basically Monica's series flipping out was following a gym and the different level gymnasts there. And you had, you had, you know, people trying to level up and like, you know, gymnastics is so intense and like there was mm -hmm. like a little bit of drama and it was just, it was so well done. And was that only you? Yeah, it was pretty much only me. Sometimes Shelby would come help. and edit some of okay. them. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. I lived in LA and I'd come visit and I'd like, I made some of them, but it wasn't really my thing. Yeah. Man. And it was hard. It, I, I ended up stopping just because it was taking up, it was cutting in to so much of my own time. Right. Like my days, well, if I would views. still have that. Yeah, they killed it. You but the CPM was so low. It like didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And it's and not all about the money. the 10 minute long view, the 10 minute, like adding another ad. Gotcha. Yeah. So now but even then they just that. didn't get a lot and it's not, nothing is all about the money. And I mean, I did it so long with it not making that much, but my life would have seriously been like, wake up at like 7am, do my stuff till 3pm, go to the gym, film there from three to eight, come home. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like log the footage or something. I would have had yeah. no life. I just couldn't do it. Okay, I'm putting something out there. And I couldn't there, find guys. the perfect person to hire. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. It? Oh, and we'll talk about hiring. Oh my god, I'm yeah. still struggling. People. I'm this podcast. We'll get back on shutter. I gotta. I got y'all. Gotta remind me at some point that we gotta do yours. But um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll just continue the conversation. Over yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, listen, I feel like we overlap in so many places because yeah. not as much. I don't do documentary stuff as much, but you know, I used mm. to do like docu-series and creative space TV and like, yes, it's an element it was so good. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. And like, even we have a little bit of overlap now with like Adam and Isabel. So mm -hmm. I don't know what this looks like, but I feel like we would be like the dream, dream team. team I know we have oh to God, do a yeah. project together. So, we need to figure that out. I'm putting that out there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We will cross that bridge when it happens, but that gets. And we could like fund something ourselves. I think it would. It would be amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Skillshare, for sponsoring that creative life. Skillshare is an online learning community for creatives where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. So they have classes in film, video, music production, and animation, just to list off a few. And guess what? I have a class. It is called How to Vlog, and it really is YouTube basics. So it's what should be your first camera. 
How do you start video editing? How do you even open up a premiere timeline? How to vlog, the things that go uh, into that. And even if you don't want to be a YouTuber, just documenting life, I think, is one of the most rewarding things. And that will help you take your first step in doing it. And I'll make sure to link uh, my Skillshare class down in the description below as well. Members get unlimited access to thousands and thousands of classes that have hands-on projects and real feedback from a community of literally millions of people. So you don't just buy one class when you join, you have access to thousands of them. So there's a lot of weird uncertainty right now. And to be honest, guys, um, I'm not feeling like at my most creative as I used to, which I think is understandable. Um, but Ali Abdal and Thomas Frank, who both have been on this podcast, um, they both have amazing Skillshare classes about productivity. And it's really just been inspiring for me to watch and learn from them and focusing on the organization of my work, which I know will help me in the future once I once I get back all of that video energy, uh, video making energy, excuse me. Um, but that's been really fun to lock down some new tools uh, you know for different types of workflows with organization you guys know I've talked about notion and I'm really getting into that and they use that a lot and so they have skillshare classes and even though I might not be producing as many videos it's just it's a great uh, thing to learn and I'm learning new things which helps my helps jog my brain <laughs> um, you know if you have kids at home there's so many creative classes and projects that you can engage not only with yourself, but with your kiddos. Anyways, so I say all this to say, check out Skillshare.com slash That Creative Life. And it's also pretty affordable with the annual subscription. It is less than $10 a month. So check out the two free months, Skillshare.com slash That Creative Life. And uh, let's get back to the podcast. Shelby. Yeah you your journey how did you reinvent yourself because i'm such a big fan of both of you and the unique journeys okay so basically i think both monica and i were kind of stuck in that you know doing the lifestyle like full-on lifestyle stuff and it for so long would do well like get a hundred thousand views at least whatever the youtube algorithm was at the time it loved that kind of video and over time, I started to not like making them anymore. Like, I think there was a time when I was like 17 where it was genuinely fun because I was, you know, 17 and like into that more. But then once I was 21-ish, I was like, why is everyone still doing back to school videos? Like, this is really weird. Like, none of <laughs> us are even school. in school. Or like what yeah. I got for Most Christmas videos. <laughs> yeah, we, me and Monica would do what I got for Christmas videos, but like They're our so family hasn't really gotten us Christmas like we don't do like, Christmas no we no. don't you literally buy your own things me and Monica yeah. buy stuff for we each buy other. each other's stuff yeah nice. but it was just so weird and to think back on it I'm like oh we're just like promoting like buying stuff and these days I'm like I just want to get rid of stuff honestly mm -hmm. um been really about Facebook minimalism for real um so over time, it was like, I didn't like those videos anymore. Then they started to not even do very well. Like they would go down to, it was going from 100,000 views to like 20, 10,000. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, my run on YouTube's over. I'm done. Like, whoa. And then I kind of was like, I should go back to school or something because this is not it anymore. Or, I don't know. But I still continued to make videos all this time. But I just knew I had to switch it up and do something different. So there was a good year of trying to figure out 
what is that? So I dabbled in photography videos and some videos on how to edit and just some random stuff. And eventually it was kind of when I was home for the holidays, I made this one fitness video, kind of just about my fitness journey. That was way more documentary style. That wasn't like, here's how to get in shape, but it was like, here's how I actually, yeah. And it was like, a lot of voiceover, cool music that I really liked. And I hired this guy. Actually, I think he just helped me for fun. Um, just in Seattle one day and we got this Probably really cool it was footage. Mm, yeah, that's happened. No, <laughs> Not in a video. <laughs> um, actually, okay. Fun fact, I one time did a video. This was when Instagram controls my day was really a thing. So I did an Instagram controls my date and I went on a date and Instagram controlled it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I made the whole video, but then the guy was like, I don't really want it on the internet. I was like, all right, I get it. But I already, but he agreed to it. He agreed to it. Yeah. So never talked to him again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He sucked. That's awful. Yeah. He sucked for many reasons. And yeah. Yeah. That was just that. Um, but I really liked that video I made and I was like, I think I I think I hit a new style. I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep going with this. Like really every video I do, it's probably like over half of it is a voiceover at this yeah. point. Which I don't know why. I just like doing. I feel like I can I didn't even notice better. Can I just note that the video that you said you didn't like that you almost didn't make now has a million views the boat video oh yeah. what it's like to live on a 600 dollars per month boat in los angeles hello that's usually how it works right the videos that you're most insecure about is what gets the most views oh totally like if i'm nervous to upload a video i'm like okay this is probably a good thing yeah like this video is probably like the video i did where i showed how much a million views makes. I was super nervous to upload that. I was... you. People picked up on that. There was like articles that were being written. People love to know the money thing. It's and so I wrote an article about it and then that blew up. I okay, like, I text heck? you about that. Like the inception of, okay, doing your job, making money on YouTube and then making a video about that and then yeah. making an article about that and then mm-hmm. making a video about the article you made talking about how much money you made off of the article you made yeah. on medium i know i was well the medium thing i fully expected it to just maybe make like a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. or something because i had interviewed people who do this who aren't youtubers at all who yeah. legitimately make a couple thousand dollars a month they write on medium you know put out a few articles each week like 3 to 5 yeah. I was like, okay, I think it's possible. Let me try. But that one just kind of happened to go viral-ish on Medium. And now it's made like $11,000, which is just ridiculous. $11,000? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It keeps going up. This okay, y'all. Article. That is For so funny. If you don't know what Medium is, it's a blog platform where people write articles. I think I've written like three articles. But they have this thing where they now pay writers. And it's mm-hmm. similar to a... Uh, like a rev share where people mm-hmm. have subscriptions to things and then they, they split up the money. Yeah. So you've had one article that has made $11,000. I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever made a YouTube video that's made that much money. That's insane. Yeah. Now I've, I, I feel like I've had quite a few videos because I've really like doubled down on, okay, videos need to be a longer format. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
that sort of thing. Well, tell, talk to me about the doubling of down when you're like, I need to take, cause I'm, I'm in the vibe of like, I've gotten too overwhelmed with everything and my YouTube channel has suffered. So now I'm like, Sarah, this pandemic is the time you need to like, just focus on one video a week. You need to focus on the thumbnail and title. Cause I don't, I do not focus on that. I'm a YouTuber who doesn't care about, you know, and look at Shelby's face. See, see, I know it's I'm like, doing something even, wrong. Don't even upload the video. I will spend almost a full day making a thumbnail sometimes like okay. half a day, not see, a waste of time. Yeah. And, and that's same oh, with yeah. John. He'll sit for an entire day and think of only titles for the videos that he's going to make. And then he'll go make them. Yeah. So I'm just like, I need to get more intentional. So it's like, what is our checklist, Shelby? What do we need to think of first? How did your mindset change? Cause you, I mean, and Monica too, I mean, the videos are popping and mm -hmm. Shelby, you've had very wide success, whether it's like about a Tesla or it's travel, you're comparing things. Um, even it's interesting to see the tail end of your videos do almost as well as like the first week, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this, mm -hmm. like how much do podcasts make? And the last time I saw it, it did not have 200,000 views. So I you're, know. you're making yeah, Shelby's like it. pick up. It's so I basically, I don't really get worried. So my video I uploaded this week is only at 50,000 views, but I'm like, yeah, whatever it'll get like, to 150 or something like that. Interesting. Sure. So what do you think has changed on um, YouTube or maybe what you're doing? Okay, yeah, because so mine doesn't do things. that as much as hers. Yeah, okay. So I only upload videos that are longer than 10 minutes for a couple reasons. One, you can throw that extra ad in there. You're going to make probably around double on AdSense and you really might as well, as long as you can make the video still interesting. Like if the video is like really stretching it and everyone can tell and they click off after like three minutes, then it won't even make it. Are you making your second ad at like minute six, minute seven? Where are you putting that second ad? I usually put it at 730. I don't okay. know why I do okay. that number. Yeah. Um, so I do that because you, it's like, if I'm making one video a week, I would rather spend more time making that one video great and putting in the extra ad than making two videos and two thumbnails and two titles. And you know, when you think about it, TV has a couple minutes of ads for every five to seven minutes of programming. So mm -hmm. I don't think that having a couple of ads on a video is really too much mm -hmm. unless, you know, you're putting like five or six in there then I'd be like, whoa. But I also have the premium version of YouTube, so I never even see ads. Yeah, and I'm just like, why isn't everyone? Well, I get it. It's you don't. It, YouTube's free, so maybe you don't want to pay for it. But if you really hate ads, as a YouTuber, yeah. it makes sense to get yeah. it. But also, yeah. they should just give it to us. What the heck? Yeah. Whatever. Um, whatever. So then, the other thing is, I have a theory that YouTube promotes videos that have more ads in them. YouTube's oh yeah and longer videos yeah. i think it's obvious when you look at the back end analytics and they're giving you these little like good job you got more watch time yeah it's like their so, obvious way of saying like so even just, if it was like oh i don't care about how much this video makes well it's probably not even going to do as well if i don't have that second ad in there and it's shorter interesting but i don't know that for sure but for my videos that are longer i noticed they all started doing better and it's true. I think it's straight up fact. Yeah. And then for both of you, what is the process of, I have an idea for a video. Is it good? Is it going to work? You know, mm -hmm. and, and once mm -hmm. you decide that, 
where do you go next? Do you script things out? Do you film? And then do you script for the voiceover? What is the, that start to finish for you guys? I usually will brainstorm out the first bit of the video and record it for a day. And then I'll rough cut whatever I shot. And then as I'm editing that stuff, I think of so many more ideas. Right. Like Same. I never shoot it all and edit it all. I shoot it, then I edit some, then I shoot more, and then I edit more. And then sometimes mm-hmm. we'll repeat that again. And Don't you like- wish, wish it could be so much more simple? It makes me feel better that that's how you do it. But I'll have yeah. one day of shooting and I'm like, I maybe covered half of what I want to talk about. Yeah, it never works. Yeah. Even like, I like doing videos where I'll interview a founder of a company or something and their schedule's really busy, but I'm like, yeah. can we do two days? Because it's going to yeah. turn out 10 times better. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh, for, for me, well, I'll come up with a ton of ideas. I'll just have these mornings where I wake up, come up with a bunch of ideas and I don't even make that many of them. I don't know why. It's like I just put it off. I, I'll come up with a really good idea and I'll be like, that is so good. I can't do it yet. I need to save it. And then like two years will go by and I'll be like, okay, I just I'm, make that. I'm the same way. Well, it's so you know what dumb. it is for me is I'm scared it's not good enough. Same. I go, I'm scared I go, I'm not good I at can't, yeah. I can't devote enough time to this. So why would I do it? But then the way I consume YouTube and watch videos, I'll sit there and watch someone talk. It doesn't even have to have, you know, all of these things that I think I need to have. Yes. But no, I I, we got to retrain our brain to like, we, oh, we've been yeah. in it for so long that I think we get too self-conscious that it has to be this documentary. It has to be this movie. You know, yeah. I'm treating my reviews like that. I made a 26 minute iPad review. Like who oh, does man. that? You know? Dang. So, so my next review, I'm like, okay, Sarah, you, you just got to like make some videos where they're not, they can't be that long. You can't have every single little thing that you think about. You tell the audience that it's, it's okay Mm -hmm. for some, but I totally feel you. I have so many good video ideas that are just like gone and maybe it has Mm -hmm. to do with building a team right? You, you mentioned hiring. That was one of the hardest things for the gymnastic stuff, right? I mean, that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to hire people. I, most of the time just hire my roommate and honestly, she's been great. Oh, that's amazing. What is she doing? So she, she does YouTube also. She does kind of pop culture videos, but she films on like a little G7X. So she's never been super into, um, like filmmaking kind of stuff. But she just has a personality type where she'll go above and beyond. And it doesn't even matter that starting out, she didn't know that much about my camera. Like, it's more of her motivation to get the right shot and be like, are Mm -hmm. you sure? And like, she's down to redo it. And I don't have to worry that she's just trying to get the shot to, to get it over with, like, she, and, I don't know. She's like very willing of, to learn. Right. And and some of the issues that I've had with actual professional DPs is their only concern about making it look pretty. And I'm like, y'all, this is YouTube. I got to talk to these people like they're my they're like my friends. I'm not concerned about like, let's make things look cool for sure. Um, but the little things of like, hey, you shooting me from down low, I understand that looks cool for like dudes trying to look strong, but I'm, 
a female YouTuber and I want to look cute most of the time and it's YouTube. So film me with a little bit of a down angle, right? Um, I don't want to see that like double chin coming on. Like that's not cool. That's, you know, we don't want that. So I think it's those little things, right? When it comes to filming and then editing, because I know we all edit our own uh, stuff and we have such a huge opinion. That's, I think that's harder than filming. People <laughs> tell me they're like, you need to like, have other people edit your videos. Why are you wasting your time doing that? Blah, blah, blah. People that don't make YouTube videos so they don't get yeah. it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no, no, yeah. no. The personality is in the editing. Totally. But then if you want to grow, Monica, and you want to do those 10 videos instead of one video, you have to learn how to delegate. So it, it turns to you editing maybe one video every other week. You know? I have a revelation I've come to. Please and. Share. I'm not I I'm not gonna be one of those people that like has a team and people under me like okay. I think I'm actually really bad at it my roommate has this horoscope book and like one day she's reading out of it and it said something about how like I would be a horrible boss and like I had a couple <laughs> friends over and they're like yeah oh yeah I think it's true and I was like I think it is too like I'm I just you, that self-awareness is huge though a lot of people don't dude, realize that my horoscope yeah. knows me well, well I've also too. realized sometimes with hiring people Someone actually messaged me because lately I've been looking into getting an office because I have like this other channel idea that I want to do. What is and it? Give us a scoop. Oh, I'll tell you, but After. not the podcast. Yeah, yeah. After the podcast. Mm -hmm. Although it's, I don't, no one could even like copy it right now, so it almost doesn't matter, but I don't want to say it and then like not follow through. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to jinx totally it. You know that. what I mean? Totally get that. Um, so, um, someone messaged me. They're like, wouldn't that be like babysitting? Like, do you really want to do that? And I was like, mm -hmm. It kind of is sometimes when you hire people, like mm -hmm. you have to always be like, well, I will things say, to do. so I will say, because I've been, I've already been down this road, ladies, and I'll, I'll give some advice um, for the type of work we do. It has been much easier to hire fr freelancers than it is full time. So I only have experience with one full time person. And of course, I could have done many things better because it was my first full-time hire um but the trouble that you have to go through and worrying about payroll and uh, uh payroll insurance and like uh, and then like health care like then are you yeah, paying for it's, that? It's, crazy. it's all of that stuff mm -hmm. so it's it is for us where my work is so crazy where and i'm sure it's similar where i'll have four videos that have to be done in one week but then the week before i'll only need like one video done so you have to have the flexibility of like not using someone one week but then using five people the next week and the the biggest problem with the full-time person is it is babysitting a lot of times it was a job for me to find a job from them because there's so many there's so many things that I wasn't ready to delegate yet. So I didn't have those manuals. I didn't have those steps. So I'd always be like, oh, you could do actually don't do that. I have to do that because I don't have time to explain it to you. So you really have to be in the right mindset, too. And with freelancers, it's much easier to break that down. Like I figured out the filming because I wrote a whole thing out. I was like, OK to set up a new laptop for me. Here's the Google doc, go through this. This is where all my things go. And I was able to kind of break down roles and now I'm on to like the editing. And even though I'm fully conscious that I'm gonna have to edit some of my videos to make my voice go through or whatever, some videos I don't wanna edit. I don't wanna edit like, there's a lot of videos that are dumb that don't need my editing expertise. So I'm like, I need to figure this out, you know? Um, but it's a journey.
Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. I feel like you, editing is so part of my process even of like yeah. I also telling the story, edit, right? Yeah, that I'm like I don't think for my main channel I really could because it's so personal mm-hmm. and like me discovering something or whatever. But I think for other ideas I have for other channels or video types of videos, it's possible. Totally. So it's like depending on the video, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a journey, y'all. Okay. As we're wrapping things up, I want to talk for another hour. But hey, we got a millennial life crisis episode to do. I'm going to be on their podcast. So we will talk for another hour on their podcast. Check out the link in the show notes below. But I've never asked about y'all's family life because you turned out really well like your parents oh shoot thanks like you know they did something good with y'all oh well thank you thank you (laughs) so i mean like what's the deal what's that secret sauce how was home life i feel like i I can kind of pinpoint something okay i can tell me tell me yeah okay so we didn't grow up with our parents giving us everything Mm. like because they kind of couldn't so if we so i remember even sometimes wanting to go to the movies with my friends and they're like no I'm not gonna just give you like eight dollars or whatever so even mm-hmm. at the age of 14 I was like I gotta figure this out like for mm-hmm. myself what about yeah. you yeah well for me I would also pinpoint we have an older brother we don't okay. talk about him a lot yeah, I he's didn't like, know that yeah, oh, yeah. he's seven Your years older name. his name's Eric Hi, Eric. I Eric, he yeah. wants to make a channel, which I think yeah, would be really cool. We're going to have but... him on our podcast. But, totally um, so with that, he was seven years older. So, you know, when we're like 13, he's like 20. He's already in college or whatever. Right. And so he wasn't, you know, I'm not like that close with him. Um, actually, now as adults, I'm kind of getting closer with him, but I was never that close with him, but he was always this figure that I looked up to, right. and he is like the most hardworking, dedicated person That's cool. ever. Yeah, it is totally crazy. Is. My dad was telling do? me this story the other day. Well, he works at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. He's like um, working up the corporate ladder kind of thing, but honestly, if he wanted to be like an entrepreneur more so, yeah. he could, but he has this whole thing where you know he started finding jobs during the 2008 recession. So it was really hard. He got into one though, you know, and he's still been dedicated to that company, but he's really good with business and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But so when I was 13, trying to make my channel, he was 20, he was going through college and my parents didn't have, you know, extra money to give him things. And I saw him struggle, even though he's a really hard worker and all these things. And it just left this imprint on me that was like, Mm. oh my gosh, Monica, if you don't it was kind of superficial but it was like yeah you don't figure something out right now yeah. you're gonna be 20 like him and like shopping at grocery outlet which i remember that too nothing, grocery outlet nothing my wrong mind. with grocery outlet but it is like food that's gonna expire and i just get a little grossed out by it yeah. because i i don't know i'm just a little germaphobia like that no, i don't know yeah. but like yeah. nothing wrong with other people going there okay but no hate that. to it yeah. yes and it was just things like he lived in this like apartment that was gross that smelled like cigarettes and all these things and you know he's struggling and I was like I don't I I can't do it I can't do that I can't do that yeah I think the best thing that parents can give kids is just a little bit of adversity just a little mm-hmm. bit of pressure because I remember the I mean I put way too much mental pressure on myself because I was like the only child for four years. And then my brother came mm. along and I was like, why is he getting all the attention all of a sudden? Oh. So that just became like, 
a whole macrocosm for my entire life of me trying to pull back the attention to me. So I was like, <laughs> oh my I gosh, grades. I have to like be the best at basketball. I have to be the best musician. You know, the entire time I was like, look at me guys still to this day. I'll be like, wow. hey guys, uh, uh, hear about my uh, IBM brand deal. Do you approve of me? And then I'll be like, yeah. what are you doing? It's funny because the firstborn is usually like super ambitious anyway, but you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, super, super. Yeah. yeah. But I will say the, what I was the most pissed off about at them as a kid, I'm the most thankful for because they mm. like freshman, sophomore year of high school, they're like, look, Sarah, we know you like, you need to really focus on the school thing. Because you going to college means you are paying for college. So you really need to like try to get a scholarship because like mm-hmm. we're not paying for things. Same. Um, our parents were not going to pay for college. Yeah, yeah. So it was little things because, you know, we're lucky in the grand scheme of things. We're born in the U.S. We have internet connection. We have food mm-hmm. on the table. Lucky mm-hmm. like crazy. But I feel like just that that little bit of, yeah, oh, you want that? Oh, cool. You want to play guitar? Like, we're not just buying you a guitar. So let's go down the street and a new family moved in. Let's see if they need a babysitter. Um, so I think those connections making them early on is so, so that's why I love that you guys said that. Cause it seems like totally. a common thread, you know? I feel like that is probably a huge reason why we all turned out the way that we did. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. like, oh, if we want things, we have to work. Let's yeah. And we know how to, I feel like YouTube teaches you how to be self-motivated and figure it out for yourself. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm. Even though people kind of look at it like, oh, YouTubers are lazy, but... mm. No, I hope no one believes that now. Yeah. Dude, I think I am lazy. (laughs) I think I'm honestly, like, tricking people. You kind of have been a bit, but... I have been. (laughs) I don't think that I I have been. (laughs) I've been lazy. I need to pick it up. I'm just being honest. People, I'm always, like, lazy, and people are like, no, you're such a hard worker, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, no, I'm not. But Monica, no, when you buckle down and you do it, like when you were working on the gymnastics channel, yeah. you were super well, dedicated to yeah. it. See, that's the thing. It's And I think that's how creative people work and entrepreneurs. There are definitely sprints. There are moments mm-hmm. of sprints. And when mm-hmm. you're going full on, you can't think about anything else. You can't do anything else. Oh, yeah. And that's why you need these moments where, like me, for those two weeks when I was in that dingy hotel in Texas and the world was falling apart, I was like, Y'all, I'm going to play Animal Crossing for two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And that's okay. And that's okay because yeah. that I was doing my sprint, right? And you need mm-hmm. those down moments to be able to have moments like right now where it's like, okay, I got the fire back. I want to I wanna totally. make, 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 you know? So, so yeah. true. Don't feel Otherwise, you'll burn out, you know? Yeah. If yeah. you're like forcing it when it's yeah. not there. Yeah. Also, y'all are freaking, you're my age, right? You're 25? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 25 and own a home. So mm. you guys are fine. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I have to step back and good. be like, okay, I'm chilling. Like, yeah. I can obviously probably do nothing for the rest of the year and be okay, but I'm not going to yeah. do that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, I, yeah. I want, I've always wanted to set myself up for that security of like, if everything backfires, like, it's okay, same. I have all this savings. That's the same yes. thing. That's why I don't stop because I'm like, I know what it was like when I was in Nashville and eating freaking oatmeal and I was oh my doing gosh. electrical engineering major and I had like, Oh Two thousand left in the okay, bank. Okay, that's this what I want to hear about. We are, the yeah. millennial life okay, yeah. So yeah, we're excited. So we'll wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Um, final thoughts, guys, from these weird times. Do you have any final nuggets for our audience who are just trying to live that creative life, y'all? They're just mm-hmm. trying to live that creative life. Any nuggets? Any help? Well, I mean, you. I don't know. Like, 
you have to get creative. Like think of, don't, don't let it, don't let yourself get negative and like be like, there's nothing I can do about anything. For example, I knew very quickly, I was like, if I'm going to be stuck inside, like, how am I going to make any content? So I went and bought an Airstream. Like you can find, <laughs> you can get creative in ways of finding a project or something on Facebook. Yeah. Just go buy a vintage trailer. That's <laughs> like on, total crap. And yeah. you'll or like, this <laughs> is that time to do that thing that you've always thought Amen. would be a waste of time. Amen. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I bought a keyboard. I've been learning to play the piano. I, I love I, that. I put some vegetables in a pot, like random yep. things and, that I and would never And you do. have no excuse right now. Everyone has all this time on their hands. So why aren't you doing that thing? Mm-hmm. It's because you're scared you're going to fail. Like stop mm-hmm. procrastinating. Like understand like you could fail maybe, but like still just try. You have that time now. So do it. Yeah. Mm. I think procrastination really is about fear most of the time. Wow. That's 100% deep. it is. I actually read this thing about that expand on that Shelby it was um basically I think I may have even talked about this in the last podcast episode we did but there was this article I saw over a year ago about the founder of Instagram how he said that fear is almost always the root of procrastination like sure maybe sometimes it's laziness but I can totally identify it when I'm procrastinating procrastinating a video it's because I'm afraid it's not going to turn out very good. And so what he does is, and I started doing this and it seriously changed my life. Um, If I'm afraid to do something, I set a timer and I have to do it for at least five minutes. Mm. Just break any ground on it. Cause then once you do that, Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, this isn't so scary. I literally talked about that in my podcast that came out today. I said, literally someone called in yesterday. Um, So I did this like live radio thing on YouTube Mm -hmm. and they said, they asked a question like, what do I do if I'm not feeling creative? And I'm like, usually if you can do something for five minutes, you can sit there and edit that entire video. So that's good. A timer. I didn't think of the timer thing, man. Setting timers. I do it. Like my phone reminds me now it's like, Oh, do you want to set a timer for 25 minutes? Cause I do that Pomodoro thing. Like I really do that. Man, Shelby, (laughs) Monica, this has been so good. Thank you for talking about, Thank you for uh, scratching my real estate itch for the first 30 minutes. Oh my minutes. gosh, yeah. Um, but Get also it, just girl. talking about <laughs> the amazing things that y'all are doing on YouTube. I'm such big fans. It's, it's weird when you have peers, but you're also like such big fans of their content. It's, it's really cool. So, so yeah, thanks for chatting, yes. everyone listening. Um, we're going to do a part two or a part one, whichever one you listen to first over mm-hmm. on uh, Monica and Shelby's podcast, Millennial Life Crisis. So that will be linked in the show notes below. Um, thank you guys so much for being on. It was such a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of yeah. Always happy. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. It gives me so much energy talking to you, Sarah. Oh, I know. Now I want to move to New York. Like, Come on, y'all. Let's make our documentary. Do a project Let's together. Go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, everyone listening, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. The YouTube channel is back up and running. YouTube.com slash that creative life. And until next Monday, thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>